Been a long time. Shouldn't have left you. Thought it dope. Be. Step two. Step two. Step two. Step two. What's up, guys? Another one. <laughs> what? I was DJ Khaled. Oh, another one. Right. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hey, guys. It's been Guess a minute. Who's <laughs> I know we we took a bit of a break. We've had some some things happening in our lives that kind of deterred us from being able to do this uh, as much as we wanted. Sure, some of you guys know about it. Yes, I don't know what you just said, but okay. I said it's called adulting. Oh yes, adulting. Yep. I now yes. live in a different state momentarily for the rest of the year. You Look went around this. the country. <laughs> around the world, excuse me. Around the world, you know, took a trip on over to the Italians. Right. So I actually was over there with the form. was it formal Italian open, um, which is super cool. So yeah, we, you know, we're doing things. Right. Um, so we were a little busy. So, you know, while everybody was training, you know, we were training in a whole different type of way. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> This thing called adulthood. I saw a post yesterday that said adulthood is the worst hood they've ever lived in. (laughs) Ain't no other one like it. (laughs) Can't nothing prepare you for this shit. No. No. None. So, you know, we've been busy, but we wanted to definitely come back and get you guys with another episode of Serving It Out Podcast. That's right. I'm Michael. And I am me. Also known as AJ. Can you just, can I do me? I did not say anything about you when you introduced yourself. I mean, you can be me, but people should still know who what your name is. They should know who me is. That's all they need to know. I am me. Okay. I am me. I am I. Great. Wonderful. Thank you. We're still on this. <laughs> Thought we were going to come back with a new energy. <laughs> I mean, energy, stay ready. Okay. No matter month, the year, or where I don't travel to. Oh, my gosh. All right, so we're at an important point of the tennis year. Before we jump into that, I just want to say real quick, because I'll forget, because you know I'm not good about this housekeeping things. Housekeeping. We now have a Twitter page. Oh, yes. Please go and... What do you do on Twitter? You follow. (laughs) Please go and follow us. (laughs) Follow us on Twitter, serving it up. Uh, it's at serving underscore it underscore up because somebody had the audacity to already have just serving it up without the underscores. But whatever, the blast. Please yeah. go follow us, you guys. I need you guys to follow us like you follow Popeyes for that chicken sandwich. Yes, go get it. Please. The only thing is, you won't have to wait in line for us. You could literally just have to press the follow button. You right. can go on about your. And it's just this show is just as juicy, just as tasty, just as spicy, without the pickle. Just as black. Yes, just as black. <laughs> just as black. With right. Um, yeah, so I think that's probably where we're gonna try to be utilizing that more. I think we both decided or agreed that Twitter is like an easier way for us to talk to everybody and for us to post more things and kind of share what we want to talk about tennis-wise when we're not doing the podcast. So I think um, we're going to try to make that kind of our main social media for now until we kind of get more uh, in more popping, I guess, if you will, because <laughs> it's just easier. It's like it's hard to talk to people through Instagram, you know. <laughs> just to communicate with you guys, talk about things that are going well, going shady stuff, like which we're going to talk about like Sloan. So what did you just do, girl? Um, so we have those conversations back and forth. We wanted to do it through our tennis app, um, yeah. our tennis podcast. So yeah, so check us out. We're very excited. We're looking to continue to expand and grow and learn and get ideas from you. And a lot of things that we want to do where you guys share questions or you guys share topics or stories you want to talk about, you can do it more easily through Twitter. Um, so yeah, so definitely check us out. We are excited about that. Yeah. And we'll be posting episodes there and 
I mean, we'll still post it on Facebook and all those things, but we'll definitely post it on Twitter. We'll post the links that I always say we will provide, which I usually do provide, but people still can't find. They will now be on Twitter, too, so then people can see those as well. So, great. Got that out of the way. Let's get to it. We yeah. missed a lot of things. Lots of things lots. that happened. <laughs> so, where shall we start? We're just going to focus on the two big ones because we don't want to make this turn this show too long. So, Rogers Cup. We can talk about the Rogers Cup. Um, you know, it's in Toronto. was in Toronto this year for the women and Montreal for the men. So, I'm going to say the champions, Roger. Ooh, child. We got already, I'm already starting. Rafael Nadal run won Rogers Cup and Bianca Andrescu went on the women's side. So shout out to them for winning. Um, I don't know if you have any feelings towards either. I really don't have many feelings towards Nadal. Um, he was a defending champion. And interestingly enough, this is the first ever hard court title where he has defended his title. Um, I thought that was interesting, seeing how he's such a dominant player. Yes, I know most of his wins come on clay, but you would still think Nadal has defended a title on hardcourt. So, nope, even though he's had such a tremendous career, this is the first time he's dominated um, and defended a hardcourt title. So, shout out to him. I don't know if you have anything you want to add about the men's tournament at Rogers Cup. No, not really. I mean, was curious there. Oh, and people say he's bad for tennis. Um, Was he nice? I think he was, but I don't think he. I don't think he did well. Like he had just finished winning Washington, and I think he lost maybe like his second or third match. But there was nothing crazy that happened with him at Rogers Cup. That was the next tournament. Oh, okay, well let's go to that part then, or we can just talk about Curious because he's entertaining. <laughs> I mean, people always talk about. People talk about is he good for tennis or is he bad for tennis? I don't know, but the child is he playing tennis and. He is having other people who normally don't talk about tennis, talk about tennis, watch tennis. Like, I just don't know. So, yeah, we if you just want to skip over Rogers Cup, congrats, Nadal. Um, good job for you. We'll see what he does at the Open. If you want to jump to Cincinnati, I am here for it. So, Cincinnati Open. Um, who won on the men's side? I don't remember. Oh, Medvedev. Oh, um, right. That one just happened. I just remember yeah, being shout out to him. Shout out to him because he's really stepping it up. I know we want to talk about Curious, but he actually was in the finals of Washington where Curious won. Then he was in the finals of the Rogers Cup where Nadal won. And then he was in the finals of Cincinnati and he won that one. So three back-to-back-to-back tournaments. Um, so shout out to him. He's had the best hardcore season and now is at number five. So that's interesting for him. I wanted to like him. Because he's actually a good player. But then I found out on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. That he has some not so nice things to say about black people. So, you know. I probably going to have to throw him in the trash can for now. Until I confirm this. But yes. Medvedev won Cincinnati. No, so, but he, was, he said it was because we should tell people what it was. It was. Okay, he let's made a tell comment people. about. An umpire, a black umpire, playing favorites against... This was years ago, though, right? Yes, this was years ago when he was playing Donald Young. Young, right. And Donald Young was beating him. And he looked... The chair umpire happened to be black. You Which know, we never happens. Because we 1% of the tennis chair umpires. I mean, if that much. And Donald Young was winning in the first set. And he looked at the umpire and said, um, well, we know... Something along the lines of... We know you two have something in common. He's your friend, no? So you're like being showing favoritism, favoritism for him. Um, what's the only thing that they have in common that we know of? They're both black. Um, yeah, so when I found that out, I was ready to start being like, oh, let's go Medvedev, threw him away. So he can join team in the trash can, and he can join... He can join the chair umpire from Serena's match last year at the finals of the U.S. Open because you know they, he's he is forever in the trash can. And that tennis guy, what's that boy's name? Tennis Sandgren. He's in the trash can. Yeah, um, all of them. And you know who else I threw in the trash can? Mm-hmm. I had to throw Layton Hewitt in the trash can. Oh, why? Because Layton Hewitt apparently I didn't realize that Layton oh, did, did the, the same, same thing, thing with James he was Blake. James Blake. Yeah. So I had to throw him in the trash can. So, you know the trash can game full hunt. Well, that's um, not shocking. 
So yeah, so that was so yeah, he did he had a good run, but he's in a trash can. But yes, Curios lost all of the sense. All of the sense. Now, I don't know how much he had, but all of it in his match in Cincinnati. Do you want to talk about it or do you want me to talk about it? You can talk about it. I just will comment. <laughs> okay. So Curios was playing a match. I don't understand what happened. So, is he's an interesting character because he's so talented, but he was just not having a good day. I don't know what was wrong. So he had a lot of things happen. You know, he was cussing. <laughs> At one point, he was sitting and he berating, literally ripping into the chair umpire. And then he threw the bottle at the chair umpire's chair and the sponsor's wrapper off of the bottle stuck to the chair. And when the chair umpire gave him and like talked to him about that, he curious said, I was drinking and it slipped out of my hand. It just slipped out of my hand. And he was so serious. Like he threw that thing with such force that the wrapper on the outside stuck to the chair and he lied and was like, I just, it just slipped out of my hand. Um, slapping, ra- slamming rackets, hitting balls out of the stadium, cussing people out. At one point, he got so upset, he took, he, <laughs> in the middle of the game where he wasn't supposed to do it, took to ask for a bathroom break, which he wasn't allowed to take. The umpire said no. He still got up and took two rackets, walked off the court, went into the hallway, slammed both rackets, came back like 15 seconds later and sat down, said he was done using the bathroom, and then was ready to play. Yeah, the boy's not. <laughs> Listen. I mean, something's wrong with him, honestly. And I think he may he needs some type of like mental help. But he is, um, I think he's great for tennis because it's just so entertaining. You don't get that in this sport. Somebody who is like that volatile. I don't think even our most volatile of people were this like unhinged. You literally don't know what's gonna happen from moment to moment. And he's also really good. So it's like if he decided to play well for the next two weeks at the U.S. Open, he could actually win. And yes. I think that's what scares a lot of people. It's like they don't know what to expect from him because he's very talented, but he's also a little insane. <laughs> Just a little bit. The thing is, well, I'm, I'm, I've said this for a while. I don't know if I said it on air. While Djokovic and Nadal, because Federer really hasn't said too many negative things, but while Djokovic and Nadal continue to try to like rag on Kyrgios, they need to be thanking him that he is this little bit of crazy. Because I really believe if Kyrgios really was as dedicated and focused on tennis like the big three, it would be the big four, and he would have taken so many slams away from them in the past two or three years. Because on his... like. For example, at Wimbledon, yes, Nadal beat him, and but it went four sets. And Kyrgios, who's not always the most professional, was at the bar the night before till the wee hours of the morning and then had to play Nadal that next day. And he still took him to four sets, and three of those sets were tiebreakers. So imagine if he was somebody that, you know what, I'm going to get my training in, I'm going to do my strategy, I'm going to go to bed, I'm going to come up with a strategy, I'm going to focus. Like, imagine what he could have done. So they should be thanking him for him. Like every Grand Slam they win, they need to send him a fruit basket that says "Thank you very much for not being focused." Because the boy is so talented. Like when he is on, hell, even when he's off, it watching him is so entertaining. And yes, some of the things that he does, he goes way to the extreme. But what I love is that he is one bringing a lot of young people to a sport that they sometimes find boring. Two, he's having people who normally don't talk about tennis talk about tennis. And three, he's making tennis more fun. Like, I love tennis regardless, and I'll watch whoever's playing, but he makes it exciting. Like, his matches are selling out early in the tournament because people don't know what to expect. So I think he's great for the game. I think he's he needs to tame it down. Like, some of the, like I, I found out what he did. So... Unsportsmanlike conduct, he got a point penalty. He was fined $20,000. He left without permission. He was fined $3,000. Audible uncertainty, he was fined $5,000. Another unsportsmanlike conduct, because he didn't stop, he was fined $5,000. And after that, he continued, and it got worse. He was fined $20,000 for another unsportsmanlike conduct. Verbal abuse of the chair umpire, $20,000 fine. Another unsportsmanlike conduct fine of $20,000, and yet another unsportsmanlike conduct fine of $20,000.
Kyrgios left that tournament. He was at the Cincinnati Open having a fine of $113,000. So it's like the biggest fine or something? One yes. match or something like that? I can't remember what the... Yes. What was the actual wording of it? Hold on, look it I, up. You look it up. While you're looking that up, so my brother sent that to me. Shout out to my my little bro, you know, little Adrian, little Jamie. Um, he sent that to me. <laughs> and then the crazy thing is, I was like, he, in one match, he had to pay $113,000. And that's more than teachers making like two and a half, three years. Yeah, like, that is true. Crazy how much he had to pay off. But he just was, he wasn't having it that day. Curious lost all of the God-given sense that he had. Well, I mean, listen, but he knows that. But the thing about him is I think he's very aware of the fact that he's that he is volatile. And so, like, I think that it would be one thing if he wasn't aware of it. But I think he is, he, like, knows that he's kind of ridiculous and he enjoys it. And so that's the, another part of it that adds, like, an extra element to me. It's like, like, okay, he's totally doing this on purpose and because he thinks that it's entertaining. And yes. he don't care about the fine. Like he's fine. He's like, okay, fine, I'll fine. That's fine. He's like, I got the money. And you're right, he does it on purpose. Like he eggs these people on on purpose. He'll run around, he'll jump around. Like he does it because he knows it gets under their skin. Um again, I he I do think he's a, he takes it a bit extreme, but I, I I'm gonna jump on the bandwagon and say he's good for tennis because somebody has to open the door to the to allowing more personality. Yeah, we love Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic, but they're very like I guess tennis esque, like they're very proper. Djokovic might be the only, the, the most volatile as far as like he'll like go back and forth with the crowd, but like tennis has always been such a prim and proper sport. And like Richard said, it's boring. And then Venus and Serena came along and like, you know, they spice it up a little. And now we have Curious who's spicing it up a little. So I am here for him. Still still very volatile, but you know, yeah, we're talking about tennis. He he was on Sports Center, ESP, all these shows that don't typically talk about tennis. So he's getting attention to the sport and bringing people. I love how he comes in the court in a basketball jersey. I love how he walks onto his matches in basketball sneakers and then switches into his tennis sneakers. Like, all those things I love. Yeah. Yeah, also at the Cincy Open, another, I'm going to switch gears because I want to talk about Venus. <laughs> in the summer she's had. Did she have a summer? She has. She tried to have a little something. It wasn't a hot girl summer, but it was a summer nonetheless. <laughs> Not a hot girl summer. She has been struggling. And it's just really been breaking my heart. Venus has yeah. had a tough year, you know. Yes. She's lost in the first round a lot this year. Like mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Like too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she lost in the, what is it, four matches, four tournaments in a row? Well, she lost four tournament, four matches in a row, but it wasn't four first rounds. So she lost in the in the quarterfinals of Birmingham. Right. And Birmingham. that's her losing streak yeah and then you know we were hyped because she was playing well at birmingham and unfortunately she had that tough loss to coco Gauff at the first round of wimbledon right and yeah. then she took a walk hard into san jose and lost first round to maddox sands yep uh, yep and then she took a while another walk hard in her first match since in her first singles, singles match, match since the australian open in january yeah so that was you and know, maddox difficult. Sands, <laughs> Maddox and hadn't won a singles match since last May at the French Open. Right. So, yeah. So then she lost first round in San Jose. Then she took a wild card into the Rogers Cup. And she lost first round to... Ooh, I'm blanking. Can... No. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to forget about these losses. I know. And I can't remember either. But it was somebody who we weren't shocked by, right? It was somebody that... Was it? I don't know. Hold Who on, can look it up? Suarez um, Navarro. Suarez Navarro. So first yeah. one as far as, which isn't shocking, but it's still shocking to me because Venus, people equate Suarez Navarro with giving Venus trouble, which she has mm-hmm. in the past. But Suarez Navarro hadn't beaten Venus in the last four times they played. Right. So Venus had figured her out. So I thought I thought this was going to be a fairly simple win, but then she lost to Suarez Navarro. Then she took another wild card into Cincinnati, and right. that's where... So wait, let's pause for a second. I just want okay, you guys pause. to know that all of these wild... This shows 
that she really wants to play better. Venus is yes. like, I'm just going to put myself into these tournaments. These aren't things I was planning to do, but I'm trying so hard. And you could see the effort as each loss went by. You could see the effort more and more, the, the frustration in her face, in her game. She was getting annoyed with herself, and I just know that she was like, I have to get through this barrier. Um, so then here we go. We finally get to Cincinnati, and we get some momentum. We get a little bit of traction. Yes. We make it through yes. a first-round match. Yes, and you're right. Like I, you, And you're right to mention that because I kept saying Venus should stop playing because it's not good for her. Like She needs to figure this out, but then I thought – She's not going to figure it out on the practice court. Because nope. I'm pretty sure Venus plays well at practice. But you could see Venus was losing these matches because she didn't have any belief. Like, I remember watching the match against Suarez Navarro, and I literally wanted to cry. Because Venus did not know what to do with any shot on the court. She did not have a belief in her serve. She didn't have belief in her forehand, in her backhand, in her volley. I have never, and I've been watching Venus since 99. Never seen Venus so lost on a tennis court. She yeah. just didn't know what to do with any shot. She just didn't have any belief. And you could see her wanting to break through. And like you said, she's like, you know what? I have to figure this out on the court. Took a walk hard to Cincinnati. And you go ahead and tell them what happened. Uh, she got some momentum. Well, first there was videos popping up of and Venus. People were saying that she had been practicing for hours on end like practice for an hour take a break come back and practice for another hour and that already shows a shift to me because venus don't do that kind of stuff like we've seen her practice and she usually be out there for like 20 minutes and then she leaves like so i was like seeing those kind of things uh-huh i should be gone very quick right so seeing that kind of stuff was like okay venus is really trying here and she was able to get finally with the help of her who man with her coach who needs to be her full time coach <laughs> um, get a win at Cincy in the first round and it was against was it the, was that Burton's that was that the defending champion one or that was second round in her opening round yeah in her opening round she played Lauren Davis Lauren Davis right and so she was able to beat her and then second round she had to play Burton's right or Mertens what's it called yeah. Oh. And Burn and Mertens, yeah. Kiki Mertens, yeah, Kiki Burton, sorry, with the B, Kiki right. Burton, Burton's, yeah, with who was the defending champion, right? And that was she. And I mean, so we were like, okay, this is good. Third round, another win. Third round, she had to play Donna Vekic. Donna Vekic, who was another tough, tough competitor, tough match, yeah. Too. Vekic had just taken out Azarenka. Right. And so she got three good matches under her belt, but um, unfortunately she had she ended up losing against Keys in the quarters, and Keys went on to win the tournament. Keys is just playing lights out tennis that whole tournament. Yeah. Keys, Keys is the type of player. Keys is, Keys is like Venus. When Venus is on, like a, Keys is like a young Venus. When, Venus be, when Keys is on and her strokes are going in, it's hard to beat her. That's like how Venus is when she was younger. So I'm not mad at the loss. Yes, the only thing I'm mad at, I still, Keys was on, but I still get frustrated when Venus doesn't hit the ball as aggressively as I think she could because she ended the match with only three winners. Um, but, you know, Keys is literally ripping the ball left and right. I just want to see Venus like kind of step up into the court a little more. But still, those those are three very solid wins. Beating Davis in, three, in straight sets, beating Burton's in three sets, and then beating Donna Vecchio, like those, you you could see Venus smiling. She was happy. Her new coach, I can't remember his name. Eric something. Eric is go, like, giving her strategies, and she's trying it out. Like she, there is she's a little using him in the changeovers. She's using she's Venus is using on court coaching. Yeah. So this is this has not been the hottest girl summer for Venus, but it has been a start, change. It warmed up girl a little summer. bit. Yeah, it warmed up at the end. Definitely yes. giving me more confidence for her moving into the rest of the year. I think it's yes. good that she was able to get those three wins there to just prove that the things that she's trying are working for her. Um, I hope she just keeps trying the new things. It's like, I mean, she has to, she knows that she has to make up for the, the things that come naturally to Venus are still there. Her speed, her movement, her athleticism, but they're definitely reduced from the Venus of, you know, 10 Hell, three years ago, 
So I think she may have finally realized that she has to elevate other levels of her game that are still in her control to be able to still be successful. And so it's like, I feel like she, in those three matches, I saw her trying to do things that trying to really take care and be precise with the things that she can control as far as like, you know, your return, what you do with the serve, even if you don't hit it as hard, where you put it. Like you can see that that kind of stuff is trying to play her way, the play its way into her game more, and I think that can only be a positive for her because she can't move as fast as she used to. She's still really fast, but she's not as fast as she used to be. No. So it's like that part of her game, and it's not going to come back because I mean she's about to be forty years old. Let's just be honest. <laughs> like so, she's been doing this for a long time. So um, I was definitely encouraged. Um, I've been encouraged by what I've been seeing from her, like the desire, but I'm glad that we finally got some results to kind of put our hopes into. So we'll get into what her draw looks like in a second, but I'm excited about her uh, U.S. Open. I am too. And that that run and just the dedication and just the fighting and seeing what she showed over the summer makes me more excited as well. Yeah. So, yeah. So definitely she she was my summer. Yeah. Serena was also there. Uh, we all, you know, we're still recovering from Wimbledon uh, with Serena. And so she played just this one tournament. Wait, no. Yes, because she ended up pulling out of Cincinnati. Right. So it, was, it wasn't Cincinnati that she made it to the final. It was She pulled Rogers. out of Cincinnati because, yeah, so she made it to the final of the Rogers Cup, but then had to retire. In the match, she was down break. Um, she was having back spasms, so unfortunately, yeah, she had to retire in the finals, and it was very emotional for her. Yeah, I'm sure you guys have seen the videos or pictures of her crying. It was really a tough thing. Well, because she had been playing so well the entire tournament, and it was finally she's healthy. Finally, she can do this, and we were all like, okay, she's totally about to get this first tournament win after coming back from having Olympia, and then to have to pull out because of back spasms. Something that she says she's had before and she knows that it only lasts like a day or two is really annoying. It has to be yes. so frustrating for her. If she had like a day off or something, maybe she could have figured it out. But I mean, I still think she can take good away from that as well. This is the this is the first tournament outside of a Grand Slam that Serena's made it to the final since 2016 Rome. Um, so, yeah, that's she, I mean, a lot. <laughs> it's saying a ton. Because yeah. um, we be honest, yes, Serena, since she's come back from having um, the princess that is Olympia, she's only been doing well in Grand Slams. Yeah, um, so it was for her. And then she didn't lose because somebody beat her or her nerves beat her because, let's be honest, these three Grand Slam finals that she's lost has been nerves. These opponents, people, they told she needs to retire or she's messing up her legacy. How can you mess up the legacy when you were the greatest of all time? Shut up. Yeah. Haters just always stay. F- these Twitter fingers, these Twitter thugs. Um but it's been nerves, not the opponents. Yes, no shade to Kerber, Halep, and Osaka. They're great players. But Serena's nerves lost those matches. Yeah. Um, so hopefully she can take that momentum. I don't know if you've seen the videos, but lately when Serena's been practicing, they've been more hitting the ball to her. But no, Mama has been running around the court. She is moving. She is hitting. She is drop-shotting. She's everything that she, to show. I'm here. Me and my back, we are ready to go. Yeah. I mean, I'm obviously, it's Serena. So going into the U.S. Open, she has to be one of the people that you're going to talk about. She did make it to the final last year. And, oh, baby, what a first round she has. But we'll get there. You want to talk about it? You want to talk about it? Who want to talk about it? Who want to talk about it? Yeah. Who said that? Yeah. So uh, we'll see what what it holds. Obviously, like I said, Serena's always going to be the favorite, probably. If not the favorite, the second, or at least somebody that people are thinking of. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else that stuck out in my head about the summer. Mm, I can't think of anything on the uh, either side. You know, right. shout out to Andreska winning the tournament, winning yeah. another big tournament. I I really want to see if she's gonna stick through this, and like I want to see how her next year is gonna be. Because um, we saw we saw Sloane do something slimmer in the slams and Bouchard, and then they like faded the next few years. Um, so yes, I think she might be the real deal. We'll see. She's won the most matches this year. She has a well, she's has the best winning percentage on the tour this year. So I think she definitely deserves um some recognition. 
But other than that, I can't. I think we covered everything that needs to be covered. Yeah, I think that's like a good wrap up of the summer. Um, all right, you want to take a break and then we'll come back and get into the U.S. Open. Okay, this all commercial right. is brought to you by Popeye's Chicken. <laughs> oh, so ghetto. And we're back. Ooh, Ooh child, this chicken. Wait, let me wipe my hands. I didn't get none because it was sold out. Oh, well, you know, they got some up here. Mm. All right, so while you eat your chicken, <laughs> we are going to talk about the U.S. Open because the draw is out and the time is here. Last Grand Slam of the year, right here mm. in the States. And oh, baby. We're just going to start where it's obvious that everybody wants us to start. Where we need to start. So, Serena's first round. Let's start on the ladies' side. Hmm. The probably biggest first round match that could happen on either side, and that's probably happened ever for in the history of tennis. I don't know, but I'm like... Ever. ever. Serena Williams. I, I think I don't... Like, ever. I, I can think of another one... But I don't, it's, it doesn't compare to this. Yeah. But uh, go ahead. Serena Williams versus Maria Sharapova in the first Ooh. round of a uh. Grand Slam tournament. Uh. What in the heavens has happened? Like, when I saw that, literally, when I saw it immediately, because I was watching, following it on Twitter when they're doing the live drop ceremony. Right. And I immediately, immediately called you. Yeah, and you tell me, you I were like, go on to, go, have you seen the draw? I was like, no. And you were like, go, go on to, go online and look and then call me back. And I was like, oh my God. Literally, the first thing I thought was like, Venus and Serena have to play each other in the first round. I, <laughs> I was going to cry. If it was that, I would have died. Because I think that might have been the only thing that would be worse than this. I mean, this isn't bad to me. I'm actually excited about this, but that would have crushed me. But this is, when I saw what it was, I was relieved and also excited and hyped and like, immediately confirmed that the draw is rigged. Absolutely. You're not going to tell me that, like the US Open has gone so crunk in their their their, their hoodness right. that they don't care anymore. They yeah. don't even care anymore. Yeah. Cuz you're not going to tell me this was just random. Yeah, there's no way that this is random. Like they when they put their hand in there and they saw that it was Serena's turn, they put a special little bump or bubble or some kind of rock on Mar- Maria Sharapova's name, and it told them, feel for that bump and pull that name out. Right. So, I mean, what do we think? I mean, I, one would think that Serena would be excited about this because we all know that she has Sharapova's number, and she doesn't get up for playing anybody like she does for, get, for playing Sharapova. And I would imagine that Sharapova is probably upset and <laughs> probably wants to withdraw from the tournament. Let me say something. Yeah, have you seen the video where somebody's like, <laughs> where Serena does a car wheel over Venus? Yeah. Somebody said Venus was on her phone looking at the draw. And she's like, oh, Serena, guess who you play in the first round? Sharapova. <laughs> and that was Serena's reaction. <laughs> That's funny. Because <laughs> it's probably true. It is probably oh all the way. Oh, my God. Nisha Pope probably was, like, digging in her bags trying to find some of her pills. Um, so. Ooh, the shade. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously. Or Messi, I, I was going to say, she, I thought she was calling her the travel agency. She can upgrade her, <laughs> change yeah, her ticket. She's going to be gone faster than like, you know, I think my week is going to open up a bit after Monday. So let me go ahead and put some more things on the schedule. Just have a, a suspicion that I'm going to be free. Yeah, what can I do with this extra time that I might have? <laughs> okay, sorry. No, but okay, seriously. Serena, I think, was probably loving this. Um, but also, it could be dangerous because, I mean, it is, a, while it is entertaining and Serena has Sharapova's number, it is a very high-pressure first-round match. I mean, yeah. Sharapova knows how to play tennis. And she, I think, as much as Serena gets up for her, Sharapova tries, usually to no success, to get up for Serena. But we know but I Serena... But I would say this. I would say this. I would, need, I would take out the word try. Sharapova gets up. Because I was looking at some highlights and I'm remembering matches. Sharapova has played some lights-out tennis against Serena. 
But Serena just is too good. Serena, there's Serena level, and there's Serena Grand Slam champ winning level, and then there's Serena playing Maria Sharapova level. Yeah, like and that's a level that, that level nobody else will ever experience. It is unmatched. Yeah. Like we numerous times, if Serena was somehow able, and this is why you, this is why you just you can't do it because it's too much. But if she could harness that kind of focus every match she plays, we would be at seventy two Grand Slams right now. Oh, for sure. She plays against Sharapova. So Sharapova gets up for it and she plays better. You, like, you can see tactics. I, like I said, I was looking at highlights. Sharapova would be playing tennis, but Serena just refuses to let her even. Like, she keeps her foot on her neck. Right. Yeah. I mean, so that's we, while we are all, we think this is funny and we're joking, we should probably. I'm a little, I'm not concerned. But I think we should, you know, put some weight on this be, because be wary. because yes. Serena does get nervous in first round matches. She said yes. that several, several yes. times, and I know she wants to win this tournament. And I'm worried if if the match becomes tight, we could be in for some interesting things. Um, the fact that it is in Sharapova, Serena way more than Sharapova because Sharapova has such a bad record, right? So, like you said, I feel like if it does stay tight, Serena's gonna be one because again, she's. Serena's supposed to win this match. Like, exactly. the only person on the face of the earth who thinks Sharpova might win this match is. Err. Mm, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I was going to say maybe exactly. Sharapova, but I don't even know what she thinks. No, nobody. Yeah. So that's, that is a lot of, like, it's a lot of pressure. And like you said, the history shows, you know, Serena has had some iffy first rounds against less than talented players right. because those nerves are not in first rounds. Yeah. And she's coming back to this tournament it's where she had Open. that horrific ending right. last year. The tournament and that it, hates her. I was just about to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, the US Open has dogged her so many times during her career. Yes. Um, bad things happen to her, it usually happens here. So, <laughs> And then she, they have never played at the US Open. So exactly. She respond to her playing Sharapova because yes, now that they've gotten older, they typically cheer for her, but how many times have we watched Serena playing somebody from Yugoslavia and the crowd is cheering for them over Serena? So there there are a lot of factors. It is a night, it's going to be, I'm, I'm pretty it's sure night, it's a night match. Monday, it's the first night match. Monday night. Monday night. I've already checked. Monday so night. So we will all be watching. Everybody will be at home and everybody will be tuned in because we're about to see a final, what is equivalent to a Grand Slam final, one that we've watched before. In the first round of a Grand Slam, we should look and see if that's ever happened before. This kind of a first round. Well, I mean, they play for major finals. Have two people who play for major finals, you know, and you know, ever played in the first round before? The first round. Is, yes, it's so weird. It's not this. It wasn't this big of a match, but the first tournament, the first U.S. Open back, and it involved Sharapova again. Her first U.S. Open back after the doping ban, she played Halep in the first round. Oh, right. That was two years ago, and she did beat Halep in three sets. But, and they played the uh, French Open finals um, a, a few years back. So this is the second time she is now playing this kind of a first-round match. Yeah. So I'm excited. We're all excited. Uh, if Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to put make any predictions. Obviously, I want Serena to win. But I think we should be... It'll we'll know. I think we'll know what kind of match we're in for within like the first four games. We're gonna. I'm. I'm gonna know about the first game. Well, I would say about the first. Serena four typically. Games. Serena typically comes to trying to like rips, like blast and trap over off the court to set the tone. So I'm looking to see what kind of Serena comes out. Is she gonna come out like that? Yeah. So, yeah, that's literally, I think, what everybody has been talking about that kind of took over took over the news cycle for tennis when that came out. Uh, but obviously other people will be playing as well. Um, any other, like, hot first-round matches that you know of um, while I pull up the thing so I can actually look because I can't think of any more off the top of my head? While you're pulling it up, um, I'm just going to do a mention for this hot boy summer here that joe wilfred sanga is giving us um i don't know if you've seen but he's been totally blonde so honorable mention to hot boy summer sanga <laughs> oh okay he, his hair is blonde I, now absolutely it's completely blonde he just went totally blonde on us mm, I so i think i think he did that because he wanted because he knows that we do he he knows that we do this show because you know me and him cool like that so yeah. i wanted to give 
a shout out. Okay. I didn't know you guys were cool like that. Yeah, you know. We go like that. We hang out like that. Mm. Okay. Um, oh, oh, another interesting first round match, Azarenka versus Sabalenka. Oh, yeah, Azarenka. Gosh, I really just want her to do well, but that is an interesting first round. Let's see. Who else? I can't find the draw now for some reason, so I apologize. Uh, <laughs> it's not It's interesting. Oh, um, Angelique Kerber plays Medenovic in the first round. Um Kerber's the better player typically, but Medenovic, you know, you never know. She can hit she can she can cause upset. And Kerber has not been playing well this year at all. Um I don't think she won a match in the US Open series, so that could be interesting. Yeah, Kerber uh, has been having a weird summer. She's Kerber's been having a weird year. year. Yeah. After Indian Wells, I don't after Indian Wells in Miami, I don't think she really did anything worth speaking about. She's been struggling. Yeah. Um and then just to mention her because she is who she is, Coco Goff plays um, Anastasia Patapova, who I think is just another young Russian. So that could be interesting. So two young players playing their way into a draw. Um, yeah, we're not sure everybody will be. I feel like Goff is going to have a lot of extra pressure, if you will, on her shoulders. People obviously know who she is now. Uh, she's at the U.S. Open at home. Uh, lots of people will be watching, so I think this will be a big test for her to see how she can hold up under the pressure, that's the newfound fame that she has now. Yeah, so that's good. Interesting match with two teenagers. She's 15. Anastasia is 18. Oh, Felix has to play um, Cherapalov. Oh, yeah, Salah. That sucks for the both of them, and they're good friends. Right. I feel like they had to play each other again early, uh, before, too, in, like, early round. It, um. I don't know if you're thinking about this, but the crazy thing is, last year, they had to play to them the first time of the U.S. Open as well. Maybe I am thinking about that, and I didn't even know. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. So, we want to talk, let's just talk about players, I guess. What, who are we thinking about for, let's start with the men. Or, no, yeah, let's start with the women, since we were already talking about Serena. So, uh, who do you think is going to come through? I mean, obviously, Serena's on everybody's tongue, but Andrescu's had a pretty good summer. Um Asaka should be talked about, I suppose, since she's the defending champion. Um, yeah, hopefully her knee is okay. Um, you know, I will always go to bat for Venus. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously Venus. We're yeah, we want her to do well. But I'm trying to look at who's in the. So it's like Osaka's and Goff are in the same half. Suarez Navarro's up at the top as well. Azarenka. I'm trying to go through it. Halep is at the top. Wozniacki. So that's kind of who's on the top half of the draw. So I feel like, you know, Pliskova, Kvitova, all those people, it's like, there aren't really, I feel like Wimbledon would have more stuff at the top, like at the beginning of the tournament that was like, oh, this should be juicy. But I would imagine that everybody is going to come through these, um, you know, the people, all the seeds will come through most of these matches. I think so too. I didn't really see any... You, you never know on any given day. I didn't see any really matches for the top seats I have to worry about. So, I mean, it's really just up to them to show up and win. Um, but I feel like the, the top seats should at least get through their first round. Yeah. And then on the bottom half, that's where Venus is and Serena. So they could meet in the semis if they make it through, you know, all the way through like they're supposed to. Keys is down there as well. Skova is down there. Obviously, Serena and Sharapova. It'll be interesting to see if Keys takes that momentum with her through the U.S. Open. She was in the finals two years ago. First time going into the, a Grand Slam, winning his big title. So that'll be interesting. <clears throat> oh, Barty's down there. Forgot about Barty already. She just was having the best of years at the beginning. She already slipped my mind. I know. She's just not a memorable number one. Yeah. Great girl. And she's talented, but she's just not a... Like, you don't... Like, Barty does not give me Grand Slam coming up. I have to make sure I have to remember her. Right. Like, but she can sneak to the draw like she did at the French Open. But she doesn't give me, like, number one dominating respect yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I feel like, for me, anyways, I think for most people, one of the biggest things for this tournament is Serena. And is she going to get to number 24? I think any time we have a Grand Slam until that, happens that's going to be the story on the women's side is what serena can do so i feel like everybody will be looking at that um mostly and then it just gets kind of shined up a little bit because of this amazing first round match that we get to watch (laughs) 
Um, I mean, there's no better way for her to start and get to 24. And what I like about this is to talk about Serena again. You know, sometimes people say Serena plays her way into a Grand Slam. I think this would be it. Serena is not playing her way into a Grand Slam. She is going to come ready and is going to make her focus on match from match one. That's what I think. Yeah. she. I mean, she really doesn't have a choice. And so, yeah. And then on the men's side, I think people will be looking at... <clears throat> People will probably be looking at Federer to see how he can recover from <clears throat> from the Wimbledon final, how he's going to show up at the U.S. Open. Uh, he hasn't played much. He only played the one tournament over the summer. You only, yeah, one one match and then lost his neck and match, right. second match to Rublev. Right, so he hasn't really played at all since losing the <laughs> final at Wimbledon. So I think people will be watching him. Uh, he has a pretty... Um, Easy first round. I just looked at it, but yeah, he has, he plays a qualifier. Yeah, a qualifier in the first round, but he's was he on the top half? I'm sorry, guys. I have uh, it's I better in the top half. It. No, he's on the bottom half. I'm trying to see who else is down there with him. Sita passes down there with him. Kyrgios is down there. Um, Monfi, Felix. Team, yeah. Where's Nadal? Oh, maybe Nadal was he? Was he in the top half? I don't know. I think I just missed all of it because I can't see his name now. I thought I saw him, didn't see him at the top. Sorry, guys. Anyway, so Federer, <laughs> Federer will be a big story, and then obviously Djokovic will be as well because he has been um, kind of owning everybody at the moment a little bit. Uh, he obviously was the one to win Wimbledon, and so I think people will be watching him too to see if he can get to number what would be seventeen. Mm-hmm. Because he's uh, won a day one Wimbledon, has a huge lead on number one. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. He's actually made the most U.S. Open finals. Well, him and Nadal have both been in eight U.S. Open finals. Um, he's won it. I guess he won it last year. Um, and then he won it again in 2015, and he was in the final in 2016. 2017, he did not play. So the last four, the last three times he's played the U.S. Open, he's been in the finals, and he's won two of them. Um, so you know he loves the hard court. So we'll see what he can do. Nadal, we'll see which Nadal shows up, how his knees are going to hold up. Um, last year he lost in the semis. And he won it the year before in 2017. So we'll see how Nadal shows up. Federer has surprisingly last year lost in the fourth round the year before the quarterfinals. Um, so he hasn't had a, that stellar uh, performance that this in the last couple of years. Um, so, you know, everybody's obviously looking at those big three. I'm looking to see if there's who's going to be, if there's going to be any breakouts from the um, next year. If anyone's going to show up or, again, if it's going to be the big three, because um, they continue to win everything. Yeah. So, see. I mean, the big three, the next gen has kind of been disappointing. Uh, like, they haven't really been able, we've said this before, hold up to the pressure. So, um, I expect some of them, one, they eventually obviously get there. It's always kind of each tournament, I think. It's like, is this the Grand Slam that one of them is actually going to be able to break through and not let the nerves get to them? So, uh, there's lots of people... Um, in the next gen who can definitely vie for the title if they wanted to. Some of them we've talked about already. We've talked about them before. Like them or, like them or not, it's, they still are those people. Yes, yeah, so whether they're in the trash can or not. Yeah. And then, obviously, I feel like with the women, too, there's always the question of maybe somebody will win that we don't even know about because that has happened several times. So many times. That's so. definitely happened. There's, we have a lot of first-time Grand Slam champions happening on the women's side. Uh, it seems like every Grand Slam almost. Um, so you never know who's going to come out on that side. It's, it it makes it very interesting. Like I, I definitely miss the days of the consistency when you know kind of who was going to be in the quarters and the semis. Um, but I guess, I mean, there's some intriguing just knowing that it's not as guaranteed. Like yeah. We used to be able to watch Grand Slams and like beyond a shadow of a doubt. Venus, Serena, Davenport, Capriati, Sellers, like they were going to be there. And like people used to say, like the women's draw started in the quarterfinals. The, yeah. Those days are gone. The women's well, draw yeah. started in the first round. Long gone, so. clearly, as evident by this first round match we're about to watch. Um, yes. Yeah. 
I mean, I think for me, if it for the women, if it's not Venus or Serena, I want Madison Keys to win a Grand Slam. I think that she's well overdue, and I want her to put it together for two weeks and figure it out. Um, if again, that's if it's not Venus or Serena. I will go with that too. I'm yeah. here for Madison Keys. Um, finally, like stamping her name on a tournament again. If it's not Venus and Serena, right? Yeah, I mean, so listen. I'm excited about the U.S. Open. I can't believe it's the end of the year already. It's like went by in a blur, but here we are, and it's the last one. And I think we're gonna try to do, um, try to do some kind of update or something after each round, similar to how we did with Wimbledon. Um, even if it's just a quick five minutes, we'll talk about like the big story of the day or something. Um, so hopefully you guys will be listening to that as we get through these two weeks and see who's going to come out on top. And we actually will be live on the scene. Come on, wait uh, it. For the first weekend of the U.S. Open, we're going to be up there and we'll be uh, on the grounds taking in some of the tournaments. So we'll be giving you guys some live updates and and some silliness from us like we like to do. So definitely, again, follow us on our Twitter page if you want to be involved in all that stuff. Uh, serving it up, you could just search that, or it's in the handles, serving underscore it underscore up. Follow us, because that's where all that stuff is going to be, so you can see how crazy we are. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Yeah, that's why we're here. All right, so um, good to be back. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Kind of shaking off the rust a little bit, honestly. I felt like we had gotten into a groove with these, and then it's I like, know, oh, we, we took a break. Yes, we were we were good. We were consistent. We were doing what we were supposed to do. But we're going to get it back. You know, we're shaking off that rust just like anybody shakes off the rust. Just, we, this is our first round of our U.S. Open Grand Slam final. Like, you know, we get into the finals, so we, we, get, we get into the first round. Right, exactly. <laughs> Precisely. So we'll, we'll tune it back up, and then we'll be coming back at you guys more regularly. Uh, every two weeks like we were before Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening for riding with us we're going to try to make this a thing like we always say um you know a place for us to all talk about tennis because i know there's a lot of us when i say us i mean black people just in case i'm not being clear or people of color in general (laughs) um who watch tennis and enjoy it and i think we should have a place where we can talk about it uh, in the way that we like to talk about things which is a lot of times different than the way that uh, other people like to talk about things. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So we will um, we will be back soon. Then I guess after on Tuesday. That's when the first round will be over. Yes. All right. Enjoy the U.S. Open, guys. We'll talk to you later. See you guys. Bye.